Greetings again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs, and in this edition, we continue our special series within OSI called My OSI Journey, which showcases the diversity and inclusion of our command-wide members. And today, I'm very pleased to be joined all the way from Germany via Zoom by Ms. Isa Gustafsson, an intelligence specialist and the OSI command editor. Isa, welcome to the program, My OSI Journey. It's great to hear you from across the pond. Thank you so much, Wayne. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, uh, obviously, in reading your bio, uh, intelligence has been a, a major, major part of uh, your career uh, in OSI and uh, other places. Um, now, as a former intelligence person myself back in the day before the gray hair took over, uh, I found that, you know, working in the intelligence community is uh, one of the most interesting, uh, to say the least, jobs uh, around. And I would imagine that uh, you feel the same way. Would that be a, a fair statement? Yes, definitely. You're always learning. Things are always changing. And, uh, you know, there's always something to learn that's new. Uh huh. Now, uh, when and how did you become interested in law enforcement and uh, subsequently OSI? So for me, interestingly, um, I, I didn't become interested in OSI because of law enforcement. It was uh-huh. as you as you mentioned um, my work in intelligence that got me interested in OSI. And so OSI's uh, counterintelligence mission specifically. Um, And intelligence for me, I actually, it was very happenstance that I fell into it. Um, Uh So how I became interested in intelligence uh, was basically, uh, I was at the University of Washington getting my master's. And to be honest, I was very desperate for a job (laughs) as my graduate (laughs) career was coming to an end. And I discovered that um, a very specific organization was going to be at a job fair I had planned to attend. um, And that was the Department of Navy, the Joint Intelligence Center Pacific. Uh Um, They were listed as an employee that were going to be there. And when I read up on them, it, it checked a lot of boxes. And it was actually located in Hawaii and lo and behold, I mean, I grew up in Hawaii, but I didn't even know they were there. Um, It was a federal job. It was in international affairs. So right up my alley um, research and writing. Um, And and so that's basically how I fell into it. Wow. That's, that's very interesting. Um, uh, Now, uh, as far as uh, your other, I guess the other hat of your dual hat I mentioned in the intro uh, that you're the uh, uh, OSI command editor and you are the uh, only person uh, in OSI as the command editor. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that position? Sure. So you're correct that I am the sole editor for OSI's intelligence production, which means um, I see, I review all formal products that um, that OSI publishes. And it's been I've been in that position for about two and a half years. I've actually just vacated it by um, coming to Germany. And now I'll be turning back to kind of the traditional analyst mode. Uh Um, But it's been a great experience. It's been a great professional development opportunity as far as being able to read all of what OSI is producing and publishing in the, um, you know, in the formal sphere of things. Um, So it gives you a great um, understanding and um, insight into all, you know, the different disciplines um, that, that we study and analyze. 
Well, um, it, it sounds like there's never a dull moment in that particular job. No, yeah, it changed, right. The topic changes with every paper you review. Um, and having now turned back to the traditional analyst mode, I think it's uh, a great benefit that I'll be able to leverage as far as knowing the people who produce, you know, on, on certain topics. So okay. it's going to allow me to have a lot of good reach back when I need that. Um, and just having an understanding of all that OSI covers um, in our, um, in the analytic realm. Right, right. Very good. Uh, now, uh, how exactly did your OSI career begin? Now, you mentioned, uh, you know, you, uh, uh, you know, went to University of Washington uh, uh, and uh, and so forth. Uh, but uh, how did uh, your your direction actually swing over to uh, OSI? Uh, was it uh, that career fair that uh, perhaps uh, got you thinking uh, in terms of uh, uh, a law enforcement organization uh, that might be uh, in your future? So my uh, time with OSI is actually pretty recent, I guess, or I mean, I've been in the intelligence community for about 15 years now. And at OSI, it's been about over six. Uh-huh. So I guess you could say it's been a, about a third of my career. Right. Um, but at the time, I was with another agency as a contractor um, in the supply chain risk management uh, team. Uh-huh. And at the time, I think that was a, it was a newer concept to intelligence. Um, and it was uh, but I had heard that OSI re- was really leading the way um, on this topic. Right. And I also knew other folks that were working there and were very happy with the transition that they had made. And um, for those reasons, I really wanted to join OSI. And I, I finally did get my chance. And I certainly seized the opportunity to join OSI at that time. Very, very good. Now, uh, uh, you mentioned a career fair. Was it a career fair that uh, uh, helped you uh, vector over to uh, OSI? Not OSI specifically. I really wasn't aware of OSI um, until, you know, about, gosh, maybe eight years ago uh-huh. or so. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but the job fair did for the first time uh, illuminate the idea of my me pursuing intelligence. Right, right. Yeah, I mentioned the job fair because I know uh, folks in the uh, recruiting directorate uh, uh, here at OSI headquarters, and they're uh, always uh, excited about uh, knowing when job fairs uh, bring people into the fold, if you will. So that's always a good thing. Uh, now, Isa, were there any uh, challenges you faced uh, once you joined OSI, and uh, how did you overcome them if there were some challenges? Yeah, um, and just thinking from the diversity perspective, I'm actually very honored and happy to say that I don't feel like I've experienced any barriers in those terms at OSI. Um, but I will say that when I do go to interagency meetings, so I'm going to meetings with our partners that um, we frequently engage with, I do feel that um, the lack of diversity becomes much more apparent. Uh-huh. Um, there are times when I would literally be the only woman and or only Asian person in the room. Right. Um, and, and I guess coming back to OSI, if there were any challenges, and again, not really, but at being an intelligence specialist in an agency full of special agents. Um, uh-huh. But I've, I think I've, I feel fortunate that I've seen a change to that culture Right. Um, the agents I've personally worked with uh, do see the value in intelligence specialists, uh-huh. and that's led to um, you know a number of successful professional relationships. 
Right, right. Yeah, well, it sounds like uh, obviously it's worked out uh, very well for you uh, over the years, that's for sure. Uh, Isa, who or what inspires you to do your best in OSI? So I, I think that's that's a number of people and causes and reasons and things. Um, I think for myself, I, I myself put a lot of pretty high standards um, on myself. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to do well. So uh-huh. just naturally, I, I want to do well. Um, but, uh, you know, for my family and friends to be proud of me, right. uh, I do it for my teammates and my coworkers. I want to be an equal, you know, contributing me- uh, member. Uh Um, I want to be seen as reliable and dependable. Um, and then of course, kind of the greater, um, the, the greater good, the greater reasons of, um, you know, how our work impacts us national security, um, and what, how, what we do protects us interests and American people. And, you know, for me specifically, and, um, I, my husband who is also, who also works for OSI as a cyber analyst, but he also previously served in the army for eight years. Uh Um, I myself, I know that I am not made for active duty military work, but what I do as an OSI analyst, this is how I feel I can contribute and do my part for our nation. Sure. Um, So I feel really good about that. And then um, interestingly, I, um, so I did help recently recruit one of our newer um, palace acquire interns. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, and she's doing phenomenal. Um, but that also made me think of OSI's next generation of analysts, uh-huh. and I, you know, it inspires me. Inspires me that um, you know I want to, in, in turn, inspire them and right. hope that my performance would help affirm their decision to join OSI. You know, right. and to see that the work that we do is much bigger than ourselves, and to feel good about being part of an organization that's full of people that share that similar uh ambition uh-huh. very very good well well said too as a matter of fact uh and that leads very well into my next question i which is what's the most gratifying part of your job with osi uh it sounds like uh you know people can be right up there working alongside uh, some of the, the the finest people out there yes definitely um and i i do think this uh, runs along the lines of it's similar to what what inspires me. I mean, I really value that what I do is intellectually stimulating. Um, uh-huh. In our case, sometimes what we do is groundbreaking, like, you know, going back to the supply, supply chain risk management world, um, at times, a lot of what we do it is groundbreaking because nobody else is doing it. Right. Um, so that's gratifying because you're really involved in um, new, you know, new methods, new challenges. Um, and also that, of course, what we do and why we do it is for a cause, you know, other than a profit. Yeah, and um, yeah. it's really hard to encapsulate in words sometimes. A lot of times it's um, just a sentiment of, you know, overall satisfaction, profession, personal and professional satisfaction. Sure. Um, but I, I really do like that OSI is much smaller than other organizations. Uh-huh. Um, and because of that. Uh, individually, you really do have an opportunity to make an impact. Um, and we right. are always looking for ways to be imaginative and um, explore new ways of doing things. So sure. um, again, it's gratifying to be able to be in an environment that um, is conducive to that. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, with our threat environment, that's constantly changing. 
especially with technology and non-traditional methods, um, it really is crucial that um, you know, we do come up with novel methods and how we respond. And again, it's, it's great that OSI is open to uh, this kind of environment and these new creative ideas. Right, right. Uh, I say, if you could do it all over again, I know hindsight's always twenty twenty, but if you could do it all over again, is there anything you would change about your OSI career? You know, not really. Um, I think we're in a great place. Um, and uh, again, my husband, who I mentioned, uh, and my family, we just arrived in Germany. And, um, you know, we're very excited about being here and we're being able to represent OSI outside of the National Capital Region. Uh Um, And we're excited about what this means for our family in terms of personal and professional growth. Um, I've mentioned before that I was with OSI. I've been with OSI for over six years. And I'd say in that amount of time, I've been on basically like three different positions. And so I think I've made, um, you know, I've had good diversity in in positions in that (laughs) amount of time, as well as time on on target, I guess you would say. Um, You know, so I was supply chain risk management. And then I actually was on the technology production team, um, specifically assigned to um, covering artificial intelligence. Uh, And then again, as the command editor for intelligence production. So um, I think it's been a good path. And being here in Germany now is our is my next chapter um, in my OSI career. And I'm just really excited about it. Very, very good. Uh, what direction do you envision OSI going in the future? You know, looking at kind of the big picture. So I think in terms of um, the, the analytic cadre, um, having, you know, been in the IC for a number of years and with a, a number of agencies, um, there's kind of this comparison that goes on in my, in my mind. Yeah. Um, and, but for me, I'm happy to say again that um, what I had been hoping for, for the analytic cadre is actually coming to fruition. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we as an organization can be very proud of that. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, more positions are being created, um, uh, more um, development of our career tracks is, is being done. Um, and we're really professionalizing um, how we represent analysts and their needs. Uh-huh. Um, for example, OSI created the position of senior intelligence officer, right. which is OSI's first GS-15 analyst. Uh-huh. Um, and he himself then led different working groups to address the needs of our analytic cadre. And we're really seeing, starting to see those benefits. And um, in fact, myself and my husband coming to Germany um, is is an example of one of those benefits. It's one of those examples. It's an example of one of those um, career tracks growing or opportunities um, expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, but I, I guess I'll go back to um, how my entree into the IC was happenstance, uh-huh. and I guess I. I as far as uh, how I envision an OSI in the future, and again, specifically to the analytic cadre, um, for myself, I, I wish my entree into the intelligence community would have been more deliberate, meaning that I would have known about intelligence as an option or OSI as an option before I went to that career fair. Right. Um, 
And so, like you said, I think going, you know, improving the ways in which we, um, uh, in terms of outreach and recruiting and, and hiring, um, you know, for me, it was, I felt like I was just extremely lucky to be at the right place at the right time. Right. Um, and, but because of my non-military background, um, you know, I, I really didn't know what my options were um, or how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and having been to at least one recruitment fair, uh, I'm worried that things haven't changed much. So I would love to see um, some improvement in that area. Um, but what it is, is really just appealing to folks that don't kind of fit this, um, the traditional disciplines that I think we um, in the past have hired from. So, you know, the right. international studies and the national security studies. And uh, when I was at the recruitment fair, I really um, uh, focused on encouraging folks from the backgrounds of computer science and engineering and finance um, to really let them know about OSI, but also um, you know, share with them that their skill sets really can be used at our organization. Right, um, right. And, and, you know, again, as far as diversity goes, those are really um, the, uh, the, the diverse perspectives we need. Sure, sure. Now, you just, uh, you know, touched on, uh, you know, diversity. Uh, why, in your view, uh, I say, is diversity and inclusion uh, foundationally important to OSI's success? I think diversity and inclusion, you know, it has a lot to do with um, people, right? And um, people at, being at the core of any organization. Um, I think the essence behind diversity and inclusion is this um, notion of um, being able to uh, nurture an environment where people feel a sense of belonging, that their voices are being heard. Um, And, you know, I think that's when people feel that, um, that's when you have a successful organization. Um, I mean, that's, that's where, you know, you lay the foundation for everything else that comes afterwards. Um, So, you know, the more inclusive we are, the more trust we build. um, And then we create that stronger sense of belonging and community. Um, And I feel when people feel they've been feel Uh I I think when they feel included um, they and they have the opportunities to share their ideas and their concerns but that also their ideas and concerns are responded to then people feel more a part of a team um, and they have you know higher levels of uh, job satisfaction as well sure Uh, I say what advice would you give someone wanting to join OSI? And I'm sure people uh, new to OSI are, are, are novice listeners to our podcast, uh, you know, want to know, well, what would I need to do maybe to prepare myself to, to join OSI? Uh, would you have any uh, tips uh, for those uh, people? Yeah, um, I'd say, you know, whatever your passion is, um, believe that an organization like OSI needs you. Um, it, it goes back to me thinking about the recruitment fairs and those who just maybe don't know OSI can be an option for them. Um, you know, even if you haven't ever had experience in law enforcement or national security, intelligence or the military, um, you know, it's crucial. We, we need people from all different types of backgrounds to really bring that diversity and thought and perspectives and 
brain power to our organization, yeah. you know, to help us with the challenges that we face and the solutions that we need. Um, so definitely, you know, don't self-eliminate because you don't think you fit a certain mold. Um, and then if you come on to OSI, say, you know, welcome. And yeah. uh, there's just, there's a really a lot to value in an OSI career. There's a lot, OSI has a lot to offer. Um, but I would also encourage one to broaden their experience. So um, once within OSI to um, definitely engage as much as you can, uh, mm -hmm. you know, internally and externally travel, yeah. take PDYs, yeah. um, take an LNO position, a liaison position, um, because those, you know, being able to see what's happening outside of your organization will bring it back and you, you'll be able to value more um, within your, you know, what you've experienced. Right, um, right. Well, yeah. very, very good words to the wise there, Isa, no doubt about <laughs> that. Uh, now, before we wrap things up today, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, I think it's really important. So um, in terms of, uh, you know, we talk about recruitment and hiring, but I also think uh, retention is a big um a big thing. And so I'd like to mention, just talk briefly about what, what keeps me at OSI. Sure. Um, and again, I've, you know, been in the, this field for about 15 years and with at least five different major national security organizations. And um, the characteristic that really stands out to me is OSI's true commitment to a work life balance. Um, it, it seems like a simple concept, but I can't tell you how many times people or organizations get it wrong. Uh -huh. um, but I've, you know, at OSI, I've seen it offered and honored from, from the top down from multiple leaders over a number of years. So it wasn't just personality driven. It's, you know, it's been repeated over a number of leaders. And right. um, I, in my opinion, OSI has by far been the best in providing a professional and equitable uh, and welcoming environment. And, um, you know, it's not to say that I would, would have changed my career experiences. Cause again, I wouldn't because it's gotten me to where I am today, but I am now able to see the value in what an OSI career provides for me. Right. Well, it sounds like that, uh, that, that important uh, leadership thread uh, has made an impression on you uh, uh, through your uh, OSI years. Yes, absolutely. And um, I, for me, what excites me personally is I've seen a number of women in leadership positions at OSI. And uh, I love to see that because it's, you know, a, another source of inspiration. And it reminds me that the opportunities are there. Um, and that simply that I work for an organization that welcomes women in leadership roles. Very, very good. Well, well stated, uh, for, to be sure. Our guest has been Ms. Isa Gustafson, an intelligence specialist and uh, the OSI command editor. I guess I should say the former OSI command editor. Would that be uh, correct, Isa? Yes, uh, that's correct now. Okay. Uh, Isa, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Wayne. My pleasure. And thanks to all of you listening for tuning in. For OSI Today, My OSI Journey, I'm Wayne Amon saying so long for now. <laughs>